Let the podcast party begin. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I'm your host, Denise Salcedo. And joining me here today is Queen of the Rings, Alex Lajas. Alex and I are going to be chatting NXT. Alex, how are you? I am so good, Denise. This is the go-home show for Battlegrounds. Super excited for Sunday. So let's jump on into it. I'm really looking forward to today's show because the last time you and I did a post show together is a couple of weeks ago for SmackDown and it was so much fun. Everybody sent me like the greatest comments ever and everyone's like, you need to bring Alex back. You guys need to do another show together. So I was so happy when you were like, yeah, let's do NXT. I always have a harder time finding guests for NXT because everyone always wants to do like AEW Dynamite. Like no one's ever available Fridays and no one's ever available Tuesdays. So Alex, you were like i'm ready i'm i want to talk about nxt i was like hell yeah this is good stuff yeah i'm <laughs> always pumped to be on the channel i'm always pumped to work with you of course i just so happen to be free this tuesday thankfully so <laughs> i don't know maybe we'll we'll continue our ex-boyfriend rant from the last time i love here. it i love it who knows where this show will take us but to everybody watching thank you guys so much for being here as always you guys know i'm here every tuesday to talk about nxt either with myself or a special guest uh wednesdays aew dynamite tomorrow i will be here to talk about that is going to be the go home show for aew double or nothing i will be at double or nothing this weekend so i'm very excited it's always a good time to go to las vegas uh but on top of that on uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm going to be doing a bonus stream here on the channel. I am going to be joined by Phil Lindsay of Grapsity, and we are going to be chatting AEW Double or Nothing predictions as well as Night of Champions predictions. So it's going to be one of those streams where we get AEW conversation in and WWE conversation in. So it is going to be a really good time. And make sure you guys are subscribed because I'm going to be posting tons of content from Double or nothing so i'm really looking forward to that but let's get into uh nxt here today because nxt uh like alex mentioned was the go home show for battleground today and we kind of got a whole lot we got the uh we now know who is going to be in the finals of the women's nxt for the women's nxt championship that's happening uh we also have uh you know just more stories that played out here tonight and there's going to be quite a bit to talk about but we got tons of super chats please send those in that's how we keep the show funded that's how we keep the show going and i'm going to get right to them and we are kicking things off um with a super chat here from uh andrew cool who says the wwe women's division and championships is messy <laughs> i mean there's i mean you do have one champion on one brand that belongs on another brand uh and it's a little bit all over the place we've kind of been seeing the nxt women's championship get hot potato just a little bit uh thoughts on this uh alex I feel like the women's division and the championships and really just the draft overall is like the Charlie Day gift from It's Always Sunny where he's like in front of the board with the newspaper clippings just trying to explain it and it's like I can't keep up with what's going on really but I don't know hopefully they're able to address it soon maybe rename the championships the women's championships at least uh, but We'll just have to see how it plays out. 
James Hammond sends in a super chat saying, I would love to see a kid and Red, oh, a kid and Reggie become their human self. And then when they do tag team matches, they change into superheroes. So let's start off with that one actually really quickly um, because we saw uh, Reggie here tonight. So for those of you who know about all of this, basically Reggie has been going as scripts in uh, in NXT. And now he is no longer scripts. We He's been stripped of that. Thank God, because it was a disaster. And now Reggie is back to just being Reggie. Uh, Alex, how do you feel about seeing Reggie kind of, you know, get a real shot here and not have to go out there looking like how they had him looking with the scripts character? I'm still not used to seeing him without the uh, 24-7 championship. <laughs> I thought you were going to say with the scripts mask. I was like, what oh now? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. May we not forget that. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see Reggie back, of course. Like, I'm glad that they're kind of, again, kind of throwing anything against the wall and just seeing what works. Um, but Do you have any high hopes, though? Or are they low? I don't know. <laughs> They're kind of low. Honestly, sometimes I think that I have more fun watching wrestling when my prediction or like when my expectations are very low. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, well, I get you. <laughs> the thing is with Reggie, I feel like, and I've said this a million times on these NXT post shows, is that they kind of didn't set him up for success with the scripts character. We've, we've talked about how a lot of the storytelling didn't make sense. The, the, the look was terrible. And so I really said like, hey, the only way there's going to be a real shot here for Reggie is if they just take that all away and have them just be Reggie. Because I do think at the end of the day that there are going to be people that, um, you know, they like the little, you know, the, the, the crazy moves that he does. You know, he has this very athletic background. He did Cirque du Soleil. So I feel like regardless, like you can do cool things with him here and there. I think he's perfect for the NXT brand. And so I, I feel like this is a good opportunity for him i'm looking forward to now what they can do for reggie because i did think they kind of they kind of did him a little dirty in the beginning so i'm happy to see where things are going for him now brandon rosenson's in a super chat saying i love the saturday night's main event style promos at the beginning of the show nice touch i'm happy that tiffany stratton won tonight but roxanne versus cora would have been the more interesting story we're gonna save that one for just a bit we'll get to that in a second uh lance acres is also a brand new youtube member here so welcome to lance acres we appreciate you uh sheldon jackson sends in a super chat saying i'm still of the belief that tiffany stratton isn't ready to become nxt women's champion yet character wise she's great but my big concern is in ring because to me she's not consistent and that concerns me if she becomes champ we also got Al Alvin Al Everett, who sends in a super chat saying the one match wanted to be on, the one match I wanted to be on Battleground. JC versus Gigi was put on next week. That's BS. Um, okay, so let's get to this. We'll talk more about that in just a second. But let's get into, I think, what everyone wants to talk about. And that is the women's championship tournament that they've been doing to figure out who is going to be competing who is going to become the next nxt women's champion so here we go alex um we have this tournament and for the most part i think we kind of you know we're kind of figuring out who was going to be in the finals i think most people my prediction was definitely either roxanne versus cora and if it wasn't going to be then then it was going to be uh lyra 
and uh, Tiffany Stratton. However, I really did think it was going to be Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. So we got our first match of the day. Let's start off with this one. And it is Cora Jade versus Lyra Valkyra. For the most part, I actually thought that Cora Jade was the one that looked the best in this match. I thought from the very top of the match, she just looked very, very strong. However, I do want to shout out a couple of moments that Lyra had because I really love the shotgun drop kick that she did. I thought that was really good. I thought she had a really nice Northern Light suplex. I also liked at one point where she blocked the knee from Cora Jade and then just got her in a suplex as well and for the finish we saw her hit a spinning heel kick uh kind of busted open Cora Jade a little bit from here and she defeats Cora Jade and that's when I'm thinking oh shit does that mean Tiffany Stratton is gonna win here tonight and so anyways but before we get to that um Lyra wins what was your reaction to Lyra winning and then we'll talk about the post-match attack it was not on my bingo card for this tournament. I really thought, I agree with you. I thought it was going to be Cora, Jade, and Roxanne Perez in the finals for this Sunday. But you know what? A big shout out to NXT UK. That's a big win for them and fans that have uh, been following that for a while. Uh, but I would agree. I think Cora Jade was very strong in the beginning of the match, but I really thought that it, we were going to have a little bit of a longer match. Um, I, right? I really thought it wasn't going to be that short of a match. I wasn't in love with the ending, but I'm excited to see where uh, this is going to go. And also going back to the super chat, I loved that promo in the beginning, like the green screen main event, the Saturday night main event. I was thinking what... It reminded me of, they need to continue that. I absolutely love it. That was so good. I was a fan of that as well. I liked it because it was very quick. You got everybody. It's like a glimpse at everybody's personality. So even if you aren't an avid viewer of NXT, you still go in there and go, okay, out of these options, you know what? Based on these little previews, I'm going to root for this person because I like this person's personality. I like this person's presentation. And I like things like that because you know that not, not a huge chunk of people watch NXT every week. So I do think you have to make it very easy on the viewers that may tune in casually or even those first-time viewers as well and I do think they did a good job of that um but the one thing that we need to get into because I thought this was interesting was the post also one more thing I need to touch on because you said you didn't like the ending and I get what you meant by that because uh that spinning heel kick first it was crazy because it kind of mm -hmm. even though it busted open Cora Jade for some reason like you didn't notice it until you got close but I didn't feel like it was this like the exclamation point finish that you always see when you know oh, bam, here it is. That's the finish in this match. So I do think that element of it was missing. But the second I saw that Cora Jade was kind of bleeding, I'm like, okay, I do think so. And I saw a couple of people here uh, in the uh, comments here were saying that they wish that this match would have been a lot longer. Uh, this was actually a... Uh, we had a message here from a YouTube member, the Bep Jr., who had messaged here as this show was going on and I was reading these. Uh, he said that he was kind of upset that, you know, it was only a four-minute match. And I do think a lot of people, considering that you knew that Lyra and Cora could kind of go a little bit more, I think they were expecting a little bit more. But now, the post-match attack. So... Lyra's kind of, you know, looking at the belt and, you know, she's having her moment and Corey Jade comes from behind, hits her and then hits her with a uh, kendo stick to the back of the knee. We later see a segment where she is being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, Lyra Valkyria, and she's asked if she's still going to do this match. And she says, yes, like I'm still going to fight. 
What did you make of this? I like that she was like, hey, I'm not going to say the typical thing of like, I'll fight anybody, anybody that comes my way. Like she was like, I want Roxanne. And especially that's good because we'll get to it in a minute, of course. But in the main event, like they kept referring to Roxanne as the veteran in the ring, rightfully so. So, you know, with the result, it's very interesting with that segment as well. Um, But I... I like the way that they're setting this up. And with that segment, it was, I was really rooting for Cora Jade. Like I already put, obviously we didn't know who was going to make, like move on to the final, but on my predictions, I was like, Cora Jade, Cora Jade's going to win, but that's okay. Uh, but with this segment, it made it a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, not really so much believable to me, but it just convinced me to be excited for what's going to come. Yeah, I get what you mean. And I like that you already had it in your mind. Like, Cora Jade is going to make it to the finals. And this is what I'm rooting for. And it kind of it's going to turn your entire predictions around. Because, again, I was going along the same routes of thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to see Roxanne versus Cora Jade. And even though I had, you know, another option, I'm still, that was the one that I was primarily, like, leaning towards. So let's get into who is the other person. So Lyra Valkyra, as of right now, is in this finals match. She's in. She's there. Our main event of tonight was Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton. Now, these are two favorites in very different ways. People love Roxanne Perez as a babyface. People love Tiffany Stratton as a heel. So you got kind of the best of both worlds here. I got to tell you. So I remember, God, I forgot which show it was, but a couple weeks back when we had that triple threat match between Indy Hartwell, Tiffany Stratton, and Roxanne Perez, it was not a good match. And this was something that we had talked about here on the show. And I definitely feel that Roxanne and Tiffany really made up for it here in this main event because I thought that this match was just so much, much, so much more stronger than that previous triple threat match that they had. I loved the start of this match. I thought it was very smooth, kind of seeing them go back and forth with one another. I really love that. Um, we do get to see Roxanne Perez kind of get a little bit more offense on Tiffany throughout the entire match. Like she's hitting her Karana. She's doing dive to the outside. Um, there was one moment where I loved when Tiffany caught Roxanne on that dive. I thought that was pretty cool. But um, for the most part, when we come back from commercial break, there was a moment where Tiffany goes for her moonsault. Roxanne moves out of the way. And then later on, we see another Huracarana off the top rope from Roxanne. She goes for the pin. It's a near fall. And finally, for the actual victory, we see Tiffany hit her moonsault that everybody loves. And she is the one to win this match. She defeats Roxanne Perez. Uh, how did you feel about the match? And how did you feel about Tiffany Stratton getting the win? I think I agree with you. They definitely made up for that last match for sure. But that's the thing is that like there's a big difference between training in the performance center with your peers as to actually performing live in front of a live crowd. You know, you have to get that time on TV. You have to like work out the kinks a little bit and it's not always going to be perfect, but you live and you learn, you know. Uh, and so with this match, absolutely made up for it absolutely that part when uh tiffany did catch roxanne my jaw was to the floor and i was like holy shit <laughs> she's oh so strong God. right i know i know me next she's so strong <laughs> lift me up <laughs> i'm dying me next me next <laughs> me next 
I don't know how to do a suicide drive or dive or whatever. But be You're like, I don't care. I just want my moment to have Tiffany Stratton catch me. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. Um, after this match though, we need to talk about this. And uh, we just had a super chat that I need to bring up from, uh, here we go, from Stephen Marchulli. Thank you so much to Stephen who says, who do you think is the mysterious woman doing the attack? So one of the attacks that we saw immediately after this was, you know, Roxanne Perez was all, you know, down and out. She had just lost. She's walking out and she ends up getting attacked by a mystery person. Uh, who do you think this mystery person is? Do you have any uh, three theories? I think it's Blair Davenport. And I'm seeing a couple I of people in the comments so. that agree with you and believe that it may be Blair Davenport. Davenport. Uh mm -hmm. Does that make it something that you're like, cool, I'm good with that? Yeah. Why okay. not? I like Blair. Why not? She's cool. She's a, she's a goth. She's cool. I like You know, her. I was secretly kind of hoping that it was, although I don't think it's this person and also don't know what their status is right now with their injury. Uh, I was kind of hoping it'd be Wendy Chu. Oh, that would be cool. And the, but yeah. I don't know how long she's going to be out for. I don't know what her status is right now with her injury and all of that. But the reason I wanted it to be Wendy Chu was because we've been wondering, hey, what's going to happen when Wendy Chu comes back? Is she still going to be this cutesy, uh, you know, what she is on the show? Or is she going to come back and be like this, you know, totally unexpected badass where she's totally different from what she was before? I don't know. I'm just trying to give a different option besides Blair Davenport <laughs> because that's really the main name that everyone's giving but for some reason i was kind of hoping that it would a little bit be man um not mandy rose someone mentioned mandy rose and it took me off guard uh wendy chu but i have a feeling we are getting it's probably Bl blair we got a super chat here from malik black who says tiffany gives me charlotte vibes in the ring uh we've been seeing we, a couple of people have made this um you know, this comment since kind of the beginning, since we started seeing Tiffany and you know, that is going to be something where she's going to have to stand out on her own and be a little bit different. Uh, and she is different. Her character is different, but at the same time, there are going to be those similarities as well. But Malik Black, thank you so much for the super chat as well. Uh, thank you so much, by the way. Everyone's letting me know that Wendy has actually been back wrestling on Level Up. Okay, good to know because I don't watch Level Up at all. <laughs> I think we need to roll back the tape of the attack and see if there's like black fuzzy bunny slippers. And Imagine. that's how we'll know. That's how we'll know, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... We got a super chat here from Devil Kazuya. Oh, actually, you know what? We'll get to that one in just a second. But let's talk about the finals. Lyra Valkyra versus Tiffany Strata. Now, I know we're going to get into our predictions later on, but let's just do this one right now. Is it a very clear, do you think that we are going to see Tiffany become the next NXT Women's Champion? Is it Tiffy time? It's Tiffy time, baby. It's Tiffy time. She's going to win. I'm going to jump into the ring, into her arms. She's going to catch me. It's going to be great. Will I be at NXT? No, I will not. But in my <laughs> dreams, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, Alex, I'm sensing that I, Tiffany Stratton is definitely the girl crush for you on the roster. I'm not. Or, of, there's a long list. So. There's a well, long for, list. For NXT, for NXT, though. Is it Tiffany Stratton <laughs> oh, number one? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely. like, yeah, yeah. That's a very yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she is. <laughs> 1000%. I think she is. Also, I just I like her character. Like I know that people are comparing it to maybe a Mandy Rose or a Charlotte Flair, but it feels 
so modern. There's something about her that feels very Gen Z. And whether you like it or not, I think that it fits with what today is with some of the viewers. And there's just something about it that her character feels so modern and it feels a little bit refreshing. Again, she needs some some work in the ring. Sure, fine. That's why they're in NXT, right? But there's something about her that I just, I gravitate towards. And I know what it is yeah. for me. So for me, what it is with Tiffany, the character wise is, and I said this like right from the beginning, like, oh God, forever ago, was I, I thought she had a really easy character to do because mm -hmm. her character can be easily influenced by all of these uh, different uh, personalities that you've seen in movies, all these different characters you've seen in movies. And I feel it's so easy to take from all of these, like your top chick flick movies. Like it's so easy to draw inspiration from all of those people and to implement it into that character. And so I think personally for me, that's part of the reason why I like it because it reminds me of some of my favorite, like, you know, bougie girls that I watch on, you know, all of these movies and stuff. And so for me, that's why I gravitate towards Tiffany Stratton because I like how do I say this I like the bitchy diva vibe that is for yes. me mm -hmm. I like it too I feel like I would also find her on Vanderpump Rules <laughs> I don't watch it but You're I like, feel I like she's it. part of it yeah oh god do I know of it it's TikTok's fault that I know more of it than any anything else oh god god <laughs> do you watch I know it? That. no but oh, I knew okay. about every reality show only a couple because my mom is a big reality tv show fan like she watches sister wives and vanderpumps and vanderpump rules and she, she always talks about these things and uh you know all of those shows so that's the reason why i know about it but um so <laughs> I'm with you, though. I definitely think that Tiffany Stratton is the one to take this victory. I would be shocked if she didn't. I think a lot of people would be shocked because she is the fan favorite in uh, in the sense that people love to root for her. She is the mean girl you like to root for. She is the Regina George you want to root for. And so uh, I definitely think she's going to get this one here. Uh, but here, let's talk about uh, Devil Kazuya Super Chat who says, thoughts on babyface Von Wagner come Tuesday. So let me tell you, we had a, uh, let me pull this up here. Where the hell is it? Okay, so we had a match between Luca Crucifino versus Von Wagner. And Alex, I review the show every week unless, you know, I magically am like not here or something. But I, for the most part, I review the show every single week. And let me tell you, when this started, I was like, who, what? What is happening? When did I watch? What is going? I had I was so lost in this. I had no idea what was happening with Von Wagner. I had no idea what was happening with this Luca person. And then they played a clip from last week. And I swear to God, I turned around and I looked at my calendar and I'm like, did I watch NXT last week? Why do I not remember? any of this like this was completely uh it, it was like if i was just watching nxt for the first time in my life i completely missed this last week uh and i feel so bad because i haven't really been a fan of von wagner and you know and so i felt completely out of the loop and this is somebody that watches nxt every week and i just didn't care for this match though but Anyway, so we get Luca versus Von Wagner, and Von Wagner uh, ends up getting himself, I believe, uh, he ends up putting um, Luca through a table, through a commentary table, and I cannot tell you how much I could not care less about this at all. <laughs> like, I'm trying to tell you right now, like, I was not interested at 
oh like this to me felt super like cheesy corny babyish type of character like this was not for uh -huh. me this was too cartoonish for me <laughs> see okay for i got two things to say really that's it because i'm on the same boat as you WWE needs to get the rights to the Law & Order theme song if we're going to make Luca a thing. I'm just saying, I want to hear the like, dun dun, boom, 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 boom. Like all that guitar riff, I need to hear it. That's one. Two, I have this weird craving to see Von Wagner team up with Brock Lesnar and win tag team championships. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know why? Okay, okay. You this know is how... like putting pizza and pineapple together. Okay, I and agree. I think I that's hate... insulting to pineapple. <laughs> I hate that as well. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. <laughs> I can't you know get how... on board with this, Alex. Okay. okay, you know how you know how people have like weird pregnancy cravings. Like that's I guess like my weird wrestling craving. I want both of them in the like cut off plaid shirt. Hear me out, Denise. All right. I want them in the plaid cut off plaid shirt. And I don't know. Maybe Von Wagner can have like a little bun. I get what you mean because they both have the, the hair and the muscles and the same color skin tone. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Not even if they dress up with the with the denim jacket or anything or the. I no, I, I would it. die. I think I would I die, Alex. I would I die. <laughs> I, I think it should be like a bizarro multiverse thing. I'm trying I don't to think know. if I have one of those. We let me think. Anybody here? And I want to hear the chat. Like a, Just like the a chat. very, like a very weird combination that you know Twitter is not going to agree with. That's I don't know if I have anybody. <laughs> I would have to put a little bit more thought into this. If anybody has any, what did you say? Weird wrestling pregnancy cravings. Weird wrestling cravings. That's what it is. It's got to be the weirdest of the weird. Like, just keep wrestling weird. That's what I want. I don't know I why. No, I don't have to think about this one. I have to it's think about so, this. One. I know it's so left field, but like, it's been living in my dreams for a week. <laughs> Alvin Everett sends in a super chat saying Tiffany is Sharpay Evans. Yes, and I was obsessed yes. with Sharpay Evans uh, back in the day as well. So thank you so much for making that connection uh, too. Uh, thank you so much to Alvin for sending that in. Uh, all right, let me catch up here on all of these super chats here. Um, Tiffany, uh, Stephen Marchulli also says if Tiffany wins on Sunday, who challenges first? Okay, so I'm wondering... If maybe, let me think, who else do we have on this roster that would make sense to challenge Tiffany? You know who I think? Gigi Dolan, after she duns mm -hmm. and wraps up with JC Jane. Gigi yeah. Dolan, someone that I can see going up against Tiffany Stratton for sure. Uh, and if anybody else has some better ones here or some other options, let us know here. Uh, okay. And uh, thank you so much to Steven Marchulli for sending this in. Uh, we got Tiger Claw Gaming. A YouTube member here says, Vaughn and Brock, no way. Dark Gaming says, because both of them are from Minnesota. Vaughn Wagner's from Minnesota? I didn't even know that, but it makes this sense when? now. Is he really? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Bash the Danish says Denise is more of a Christmas mouse pad um, fan than Von Wagner. 
A Christmas mouse pad? What's that? I don't know, but I, I've been known for not being a big fan of Christmas. So that's kind of funny. And then I don't, I mean, I do have a mouse pad, but uh, actually, I don't know why, but I find that hilarious. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, people are saying Felon Henley as well. Felon Henley would also be a good one to, oh, yeah. uh, to challenge um, Tiffany Stratton for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, but apparently he is. So we got Devil Kazuya who says, yeah, Vaughn is from Minnesota, which is why he has the Midwest accent. I oh, man. I didn't even notice, but team Wagner Lesnar, let's go. I'm still trying to think. <laughs> I'm, I'm t we got someone here who's, I need to read this one. This one's from John Deller who says, Alex, that is just wrong. Listen, I'd rather be wrong and happy than right and Sad. Right. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. If it does happen though, clip this whole stream and put it into the uh, Smithsonian. Do but it. I think everybody would come after you. They'd be like, why the fuck are we seeing Von Wagner and Brock Lesnar as a tag team? You're welcome. You're welcome, America. <laughs> um, we got a super chat here from Alvin Everett who says, tell me why Gigi and JC can't be on Battleground. A rivalry so personal that super kick after Vengeance Day, but a random Gallus versus Creed match is. So let's talk about this because I 1000% agree with Alvin Everett. So let's get into this. We had a promo today from Gigi Dolan. Uh, she's phenomenal at these promos, by the way. She she does connect with the fans uh, very well. And like she said, she is real. She talked about this earlier. But anyways. So Gigi Dolan comes out and she says that she's not shy of talking about the broken home that she came from. She talks about how her and her brother saw addiction at first glance and how they never knew what a real home was. And this is something that she's talked about before. And then she says she would have done anything for JC Jane, that she wants the pain tattooed in her soul uh, for JC Jane to feel that. And then JC Jane comes in and she has a very funny line. I really liked it when she goes, I am done with this emo talk. <laughs> that popped me, JC, that popped me. And she says, she goes on to basically say that uh, Gigi's best part of her career was riding shotgun to uh, her and uh, Mandy and that she pretty much carried, uh, she carried her, that she outgrew Gigi Dolan and that she was the one that was destined for bigger and better things. And that G then Gigi tells her, you were just a third wheel. Uh, JC makes fun of the, uh, the people that support Gigi Dolan and this all leads to a challenge put out there by JC where she says that she wants a match uh, against Gigi Dolan in a steel cage match next week but then Gigi Dolan says well let's have a weaponized steel cage match and this match has been made official for next week and by next week I do not mean battleground I mean Tuesday's NXT episode now before we get into the promo, here's my theory as to why this match is not on Battleground. My theory is that, unfortunately, the first two matches that we have had with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane have not been good. They have an insane amount of chemistry when they're uh, talking, when they're in any sort of promos or any sort of segments. They have great chemistry together. In ring wise, it hasn't necessarily clicked. And given how 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 this feud has been presented, where you know you're talking about Gigi Dolan's very serious life, and then their their history with toxic attraction and this best friends friendship unfolding, 
this is a big storyline. This is a big storyline that I don't think we have seen the very best in ring wise. And that's why I think this match was not put on battleground. However, with that being said, though, I given the fact that it's going to be in a steel cage, and it's going to be a weaponized steel cage match, I do think that that would actually give it an opportunity to be a whole lot better than without the weapons without all of the you know, without all of that. So personally, I do think that this match should have definitely been on battleground. Uh, your thoughts on this, Alex? I think it should have been on battleground. But I think due to what you were saying, and I agree, like, there's something about their in ring that it's just not clicking for some reason and that just happens you know like you can have great chemistry together as a team you can have great chemistry in a promo but sometimes it's just not going to click in the ring whatever that factor may be now i think it's you know given how great the story has been so far i think it should have been on battleground but again i think because they haven't really connected in the ring damn uh like dial not so much downsizing it but putting it in a smaller scale as you know next week on nxt i feel like it'll be better i think it's probably going to be the end of this chapter for sure i'm very excited to see a weaponized still cage match on nxt between those as those two as well because this had to come to the bad blood you know stipulation for this feud i'm excited to see it next week i do agree that it should have been on battleground and again like Gigi dolan she is so grounded when she's doing her promos like it really feels like there's nobody else in that room when she's speaking from her heart about her brother about her struggles growing up as well and jc saying shut like the emo line i took that personally all right <laughs> as a lover of dashboard confessional and my chemical romance that hit a little too close to home okay but i do agree with you i and it this is i feel like this is probably a better way to have this feud in a smaller scale and then just finally putting it in to it because if it doesn't end next week i just feel like it's gonna drag on and we have a super chat here and here's the here's the one thing i do want to mention one more thing about this mm -hmm. uh because you were talking about like downsizing uh i do think that this match needs to be the main event next week uh, and okay. I don't know how everybody else feels about that, but I definitely think it needs to be the main event because the story is there. And I do think with the steel cage and the weapons and all of this, I do think it will be, I, I'm hoping that it will be a, a better match than what we have seen. And I hope that it gives us the conclusion that we want from the story, because for the most part, people weren't interested. People weren't interested in the breakup of toxic attraction. Oh, well, I should rephrase that. Actually, there was people that were against the breakup of toxic attraction, but I still think people were interested in the story though. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to make sure I rephrased that properly. But uh, Jay Party TV sends in a super chat saying, do you think Toxic Attraction will reform in the future on the main roster if and when Mandy comes back, maybe with a new member too? I think that they will come back together, even if it's without Mandy Rose in the future on the main roster, because I do think that if Gigi Dolan and JC Jane were to go up together on the main roster as a, as a duo, I do think that they would stand out a whole lot, especially right now, because we you know we were always talking 
talking about needing more of women's tag teams and this and that. But the only other like real faction that we were having uh, was, you know, really just damage control. And I kind of wanted to see or I want to see Toxic Attraction get a spotlight like that on the main roster. But this would have to be, uh, you know, but first we have to make sense of what they, what of the direction they decided to go with right now with, you know, breaking them apart and having this dissension. Uh, but then at the same time, it's such a serious story though. Think about it. You got, you got, uh, you know, her brothers getting involved in this. You got shots thrown at her family. So how do you justify them coming back together even in the near future? I mean, I'm sure they can, right? Cause this is scripted and you can do that. <laughs> well, I think the way I, and I love this concept and there's a lot to play with with again closing the chapter next week separating them for a while going on you know into the main roster together i feel like there's a possibility where they could be there could be a backstage segment whether it's on smackdown and raw and they run into each other and they're like look i know you you know me let's at least have an alliance on the main roster, right? And have it build to a reunion of toxic attraction. Mandy Rose comes back, who knows? But I think I agree, like I definitely agree with you. I would have loved to see toxic attraction move up to the main roster the way that damage control has been ruling it. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're just gonna have to see, we're definitely gonna have to see how next week plays out. Although I do have a question. Are the Ooh. thorns on Gigi Dolan's rose a legal weapon for the match? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't know, but I mean, if I'm getting stabbed in the face with a thorn, I mean, that's definitely a weapon. I feel yeah, like she should use sure. it, right? You're yeah. like, ah, oh, just like stub, stub, shoving it like all up on her. Uh, Jay Party TV, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, and Death Gaming here has a theory as well. Uh, Def Gaming X says, it might take a long time to set up the weaponized steel cage match. Imagine how much time it would take after they finish them and remove everything. That's probably why it's not on Battleground. The only reason why I'm not totally on board with that theory is only because uh, they could put it up as the opening match. They could put, you know, some video packages. Uh, you know, they could definitely do all of that. Like, there's a way, I think, to work around it. Uh, Devil Kazuya sends in a super chat saying, Gigi's new theme, Vindicated. I'm selfish. I'm wrong. Uh, thank you so much to Devil Kazuya27 for that super chat as well. Um, okay, and um, yeah, this is true also. Tiger Claw Gaming sends in a uh, Tiger Claw Gaming, who's our YouTube member here, says, Denise, they had Sammy and KO reunite after Sammy punked KO for months. True. You're right. Exactly. True. So yeah. friendships, I guess. Yeah, you can come back from that. Um, all right. And let's see what else we got here. Perfect. Let me go back up to uh, what we were talking about. So we already talked about the women's uh, situation here. All right. I want to get into the investigation of Tony D'Angelo and also the arrest of Tony D'Angelo. So Last week, we uh, Tony D was, you know, out there having a great dinner, and he was ended up being taken by authorities, and uh, now he's being investigated, and they do this whole thing where he's in an inter inter interrogation room, and he's being asked about. I'm assuming pretty deadly because in the video, all you could hear is splashing around and uh, all this other stuff, so you don't really know because you couldn't actually see what they were showing to Tony D. So 
they start asking him about like, you know, this, this is an ongoing investigation. They show him the video. They ask him to identify someone in the video. And Tony D says it's not him. And then afterwards, another uh, investigator comes in and basically says that there's new information regarding Tony D. And then we come back later on in the show. And later on in the part two, they end up arresting him. Now, throughout this, we have uh, Channing Stacks Lorenzo, who ends up getting involved with the Creed brothers, ends up helping them out at one point, and even kind of suggests, you know, aligning with them. So, is Stacks betraying Tony D here? Do you think that he may be the one that might be ratting out Tony D? Like, what's going on here? What are your theories? Listen. Free the Don, okay? There might be a possibility that he's setting him up. I I just, it's tough to see my boy, Tony, the big D, the big Don, get arrested. <laughs> Honestly, the interrogations looks like my YouTube algorithm with all of the true crime interrogation videos that I watch. And for a second, I was like, wait, do I have my YouTube up? And it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited to see how this goes because I love Tony D'Angelo and that's the thing with NXT I love when they do this kind of this vignette style where it's just like telling the story being a little cinematic being very dramatic and uh yeah I don't know do do you think Tony D'Angelo was rightfully arrested I I, this is one of the situations where I feel guilty but I'm rooting for the criminal (laughs) Like, I'm rooting for the criminal. We know Tony D did this stuff. We've seen it. We we saw him send how many people uh, to go sleep with the fishes? Like a zillion people. We've seen how many kidnappings now? I've lost track of how many kidnappings we've seen. Um, So why am I rooting for the criminal? (laughs) We got Justin Martin who says there are the kinds of things that happen. These are the kind of things that happen when they openly flaunt murdering people on national TV. Uh, Alvin Everett predicts that uh, Lorenzo is the rat, that he should be a full-on police officer. There's actually a Daniel who also predicts that Stacks is actually the undercover uh, officer. So people are on to him, man. Uh, Daniel also adds, as a storyline for Tony D versus a Stacks match. I agree. I would like to see that. And just based on the fact that he was already kind of like, trying to find new alliances and going, you know, trying to get, you know, be on the good side of the Creed brothers. To me, it kind of feels like he's trying to find new people instead of even like he has not at one point seemed at all concerned that Tony D is being investigated and this and that. He did not seem that concerned to me. No. And I think he's a snitch and snitches (laughs) get stitches. All right. Listen, Tony D'Angelo is the Joe Pesci of sports entertainment. He can do no wrong, and I will always support that man through murder and anything. <laughs> through murder? And Even through says, murder. No body, no crime. There you go. No evidence. Uh, we got what, what's chat. that line from Godfather? Take the gun, leave the cannolis or something? Or take the cannolis, mm. leave the gun? That's Tony D, man. Free the dawn. <laughs> Malik Black sends in a super chat saying if someone should be arrested, it should be Braun. Those death spears he does to people. Hashtag free Tony D. I love that. How how we're terrible people out here. We're all here rooting for Tony D. We're all here wanting him to be freed. Uh, Malik Black, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> Scout your boy says Jerry McDivitt needs to make an appearance. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Brandon Rose then sends in a super chat saying, I could totally see a Godfather style betrayal going on here. Like when Fredo betrayed his brother, Michael. I haven't seen that movie in a year. Oh, years. I saw it back shit. in, in, in a college, but I haven't seen it in years. So I kind of forgot like the plot line, but uh, oh, Brandon Rosen, thank you so much for the super chat here. Um, all right. So, and Tiger Claw says it's leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah. Thank so you. you. There. Yeah. It's such a good movie. I was also obsessed with uh, the Godfather and Goodfellas when I was in theater school. I had a big old poster of Robert De Niro on my wall and Tony D'Angelo. I feel like you can't like talk about Tony D'Angelo without doing the hands and like the Robert De Niro face. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I just love him so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Uh, and all right. So, uh, Tony D, I guess that's the prediction. This is going to lead to Stax betraying him somehow, some way. Uh, that's <laughs> probably what we're what we're going to see happen. All right. We also had Axiom versus Dabakato. And uh, this, you know what? Like, this, to me, I was not a big fan of. And I will tell you why. First of all, I completely forgot Dabakato was even part of this roster. Completely forgot. And Axiom is basically going after him, trying to bring the man down. He can't bring him down. Dabakato gets the win. And personally for me, I didn't care to see Dabakato defeat Axiom because Axiom has actually been one of my favorite people to watch on NXT, has been doing such a tremendous job on the show that I felt that he was treated like a jobber here instead mm. of what we have been seeing from Axiom, you know, in the last couple of months just did not match the work that in the quality we've been seeing of Axiom. And then what we saw here today, him getting treated like he's a nobody, a nothing on NXT. Uh, so personally, I wasn't a big fan of this. And this was also the segment where we saw Reggie, but we already talked about that. Happy Reggie is no longer scripts, but did you care at all about Axiom Dabakato? What were your thoughts? I thought Dabakato moved to the main roster with the draft. I kind of forgot as well. <laughs> also, when I see his name, I just want to say Dabba Dabba Do, like the Flintstones. Uh, but Axiom, I like Axiom. I really fell in love with him uh, during the Iron Survivor match from Deadline. I really liked him, and he has the coolest entrance ever it's so cool and like you said he's been doing so good these past few weeks so yes. to see him being treated like a jobber was very disappointing and it, it was just this was a segment where it was like i nah, yeah. like i i as a viewer i as a fan care about axiom i as a viewer i as a mm -hmm. fan do not care about dabakato because i just feel like there was a million other people or a bunch of other people that they could have easily had in a squash match for Dabakato versus somebody like Axiom who has been doing quality work on NXT. Like this spot was not, I think, for him or shouldn't have been for him. Um, all right. So also let's go ahead and press on from here. And we got a match between Tyler Bate versus Eddie Thorpe uh, that saw uh, Tyler Bate pick up the victory here. And then even afterwards, we end up getting to see a uh uh, we end up getting to see some uh, dissension here. No longer that close of friends between Tyler Bate and Wesley. And so uh, for you, how did you feel about this match? And then we'll talk about the triple threat once we get to our predictions. I thought it was a good match for the time that it got. I think it was uh, definitely a good showcase for Eddie. 
and also it was a good way to drive home that match for this Sunday. Um, but also leading up to it, Wesley and Tyler Bate having a little bit like I'm worried for them. I'm worried about their friendship because I really like them together. And I understand Wesley's feelings because it's like, well, who can I trust? Like, you know, you're coming after my title, but you were my friend. I like that story. And I like that it isn't just them. Like Joe Gacy is also involved. Uh, and so, you know, Gacy attacks uh, Tyler at the end and Wesley goes to save him. So I thought Thought that there was maybe some hope and then we saw during commercial break that um wesley and tyler in fact did not make up uh but i thought again good match it was uh again good for its time uh and uh it's definitely hyping up the north american championship and again joe gacy i know last time we were here or i was here uh i talked about cult leaders but joe gacy is the cult leader of all cult leaders like he's making people drink that kool-aid for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i think they've, they, they've toned down a little bit and they've kind of taken things like a different direction but it's still there though like that's still the main thing like he's still you know wanting to be inclusive but going about it the whole entire wrong way. It's this whole mess of there. But we also had a Noam Dar versus Nathan Frazier. Uh, this was a totally different match than we've seen Nathan Frazier, and we've usually seen him in a lot more speedier type matches. Uh, this one was a little bit more slowed down, showed a little bit more range here. Uh, Dragon Lee comes out, ends up basically distracting Noam Dar since they're beefing. Uh, go at it a little bit outside, and this basically allows Nathan Frazier to hit his Phoenix Splash and get the victory here. Uh, any thoughts here on Noam Dar and Nathan Frazier? Uh, I really like to see that Frazier, uh, Nathan Frazier got the win for this and it's good and I hope that that's the push that he maybe needs to um, excel a little further in, on the roster. Uh, but yeah, this was a good match again like this was a little bit different from what we were seeing from him but I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Uh, and I've been a little excited for for this match just a little tiny bit excited. And I just love when Dragon Lee is on my TV screen. I yeah, I said And he came that. out with like the, you know, rubbing his hands a little bit, like that one gif. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited guys, to see what happens on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that will be an interesting one. I didn't like their segment last week, so I hope that they change my mind about how they're going about with this whole story. Uh, Alvin Everett sends in a super chat saying, I'm the getaway driver. Alex disables cameras. Christopher is lookout. Malik distracts guards. Tiger Clough finds his cell number. Brandon swipes skis and Denise frees Tony. Hashtag free the dog. I love how you gave everybody uh, a Everyone role in this whole thing. I love that. That was a very clever uh, yeah. super chat. Elvin, like thank you so ocean. much for that. Ocean's Eleven, that whole scenario. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Uh, thank you so much, Alvin. Really much appreciate that. Um, okay, so um, before we continue on with the rest of the show, I do want to take a second to uh, give a shout out because uh, I mentioned that on Tuesdays, I read basically whenever someone leaves an Apple podcast review of the show, I want to make sure to give them a shout out. So uh, today, I want to give some love over to uh, Ken Rock 73 who left a a very kind a review on the Apple podcast saying, uh, Chingona, Denise might be the hardest worker ever. Her shows are entertaining, fun, and she is so knowledgeable about wrestling. I'm so proud she represents, represents us Mexican-Americans so well. Proud of you, Denise, and wishing you much more success, Ken Cruz. Ken, thank you so much for going out of your way to leave a review. It is much appreciated. I check them 
every single week to see if we have new ones. Uh, I am at 28 ratings right now. I'm trying to get to 100. Uh, if you guys have the chance, I know it's maybe a little bit tedious, but if you haven't yet, head on over to Apple Podcasts, search up my podcast, Instinct Culture by Denise Salcedo, or just click the link in the description box and leave a review, guys. It really helps me out. It helps more people find this podcast and maybe more people uh, might be willing to check it out with those uh, higher reviews. So thank you so much to everybody who's left a review thus far. So now uh, let's go ahead and go back to uh, the wrestling here. And um, let's talk about Hank Walker versus Tank Ledger. So Last week, this match was made by Tank Ledger because he basically wanted him and Hank Walker to get closer as an actual team. So they decided, okay, well, how are we going to get closer? Let's do this match. And so they come out together. And, and for a second, I kind of forgot that they were wrestling each other because they came out together. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're wrestling each other tonight. So they go out there. And this was honestly, I have not been a fan of Hank Walker thus far yet on this show. This was my favorite thing that I have seen Hank Walker involved in. And I got to tell you, I'm really feeling Tank Ledger right now. Like, I'm a fan of Tank Ledger. Uh, so I, I, I loved this match. I love how they were both, like, you know, doing shoker, uh, shokers, uh, shoulder tackles to each other. And not one of them could bring each other down. And then they had this little, you know, back and forth there. But there was a moment where they did both this, like, cross-body collision, like, right in the center of the ring. I thought that was really cool. One of the things I want to point out is Tank Ledger's gear. I'm a fan of Tank Ledger's gear. Uh, because... <laughs> on his butt it literally says let me see uh, it says a uh, high voltage high voltage on his butt and i thought it was the funniest thing ever and for some reason little things like that like really crack me up and so and so i became a fan a fan of tank ledger and that really helped out but no i like this was this like a meaty men uh slapping meat type of match and uh we ended up seeing hank walker win after he wins uh he Braun Breaker comes out and spears both Hank Walker and Tank Ledger to basically send a message to Carmelo Hayes. Uh, how'd you feel about this match? And uh, also thoughts on Braun Breaker sending this message to Carmelo Hayes. This match was shenanigans for me. Like, I love that they both came out at the same time. And I also was like, wait, where are their opponents? Oh, it's each other. That's great. It was a fun match. It almost reminded me of me and my older brothers when I was growing up. And they would just be like, punching me not punching me but like, I was gonna you know, say wait they, what yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah I get they, it I get like, it putting I get me it. in the pile drivers and everything and then we all wrestled closer. at one point at home we all yeah wrestled. exactly yeah. like like they'll put me in like a choke slam and they're like okay do you want a bowl of frosted flakes here you go like we bond over that a little bit okay and so, <laughs> it reminded me of that I remember now that we're talking about like, you know, all wrestling at home, everybody here, I think at some point has wrestled somebody in their family. I remember the one time I asked my cousin, I was like, I want to be put in the walls of Jericho. <laughs> and my cousin put me in the walls of Jericho, right? And like three seconds in, I was like, no, nah, screw this. I'm tapping out. This was it, was it was just like, it was painful. I was like, I'm out. I don't want to do the walls of Jericho. I'm done. Uh, but every now and then, uh, you know, it's a little fun to do. But Okay, so I do have to say, this front tooth is chipped because my brother super kicked me. Shut up. <laughs> when no, I was younger. Alex. And... Thankfully, my mom is a dental assistant, so I had the hookup when I was like eight, nine years old. But uh, yeah, my front tooth is chipped because of that, like slightly chipped a little bit because of that. So now it's a battle scar. 
Damn. Oh my God. It's like, it's your face. It's your teeth. That's so important. I still have a beautiful smile, Denise. It's okay. You're like, don't worry. I'm fine. I'm good. I can't believe you got super kicked in the face. Oh God. That's um, not even the worst that I got from my older brothers. Are like you we serious? Had, oh no. God. Yeah. No, that was not the worst at all. Like there was Okay, we had this bed, or my brothers had this bed in their room, where it was like a normal bed, and then it was a slide-out bed, so we would slide out the bed, and that would be our ring canvas, and there was one time, my mom was so pissed about this, there was one time where we moved all the stuff off the dresser, and it was a tall dresser, and I got on top of the dresser and did an elbow on my brother, and my mom was like walking in as I was like flying down to him. And she was like, like, we definitely got the chunkla that day. Yeah, I was sure. going to say, oh my God, I get your poor mom having to come in and see all that. I'm sure it was fun though. Sure it was worth it. Was, it. was it worth it, It Alex? was so much. Oh, it was, this is worth it. This was definitely worth it. All right. <laughs> I'm now everyone's gonna look child, at me so <laughs> oh you know you can't tell oh, I didn't know that <laughs> yeah I grew up an only child for 13 years hence why I'm so like I, I was just talking about this with a friend actually because she was also an only child and we were talking about how like when you're an only child you tend to be like distant and you tend yeah. to like always want your space and so that's me like I always want my space right and I think it's because I was an only child for 13 years See, I played by I myself also I, I get that, and I have, like, tons of friends that were only childs, and, like, I totally see that. I wanted my space, but that was only because I was traumatized by my older <laughs> brothers. Like, this is the – these are the brothers where I would, like – fall asleep try to fall asleep and somehow they would sneak into my room and play like the Michael Myers Halloween song and I'd be terrified and this was it was not fun growing up with older brothers and being the only girl in the family okay yes okay I'm kind of <laughs> glad I didn't grow up with older brothers you know when you're the older sibling I would hate to be the younger sibling like if you told me Denise in your next life you're gonna be like the second born or the third born I would be like f no I need to be a first born child no I was the third born the only the last born the youngest and uh, like at we're what seven years apart so at that point I was smaller than them so they were like oh you know throw me against oh they're like she's so fun we could just throw her all over the place <laughs> yeah and they chip my tooth and don't even pay the bill <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon Rosen sends in a super chat saying push the Hank and Tank connection oh I like that I like that yeah, yeah. are they already calling them that did I are miss they? something we need I don't that. know, man. I we swear to God, it. I missed like two episodes of, of two episodes of NXT a while back, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to piece everything together. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Roseanne, thank you so much for the super chat, though. I agree, uh, I appreciate that a whole lot. Uh, we got a bunch of people sharing their stories, by the way. Uh, <laughs> all of some really great comments here of people getting. <laughs> Joey Grella says Alex was treated like Hornswago. Yo, for real. I had to hide under the ring, which was my bed. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Christopher Smith shares a story. He says, for my 14th birthday, my best friend and I were doing our own TLC match with ladders and chairs and sofas. My best friend chokeslammed me onto the couch. I cracked my ribs and got a black eye. Yeah. Kids, do not try this at home. There was a reason why they did this. There was those a reason. But those commercials did not work. No, they <laughs> did it. They did not. And also at the time, like, 
well, this was a little after, but when they started doing those commercials, Jackass was also on on MTV, and it was like, I don't know who to listen to. Uh, am I supposed to do this? Am I not supposed to do this? They didn't they work, obviously. Were they telling people it was okay to do it on Jackass? I mean, everyone was doing anything on Jackass, like after the influence on of Jackass. Oh, like, okay. I was late I, to Jackass. Yeah. Like I didn't start oh, watching okay. Jackass till like I was almost like a teenager a slash adult almost. I think Jackass was the inspiration of all those early day YouTube videos where people are just jumping off the roof and onto a trampoline and stuff. So again, I grew up with older brothers. I did not, I grew up with very male targeted stuff <laughs> which is why like, that's I like what i knew about jackass yeah that's like, that's I knew about jackass. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> oh my god okay so uh speaking of crazy things and all of this we also had a uh Ilya dragunov and uh dijak contract signing however this is a polar opposite di uh contract signing from what we normally see because throughout the show we were seeing uh dragunov and Ilya. sorry Ilya and dijak excuse me um you know, fighting in and now they've been brawling. They've been doing these attacks now for weeks and this and that. And the end of the show saw them uh, really beat the living crap out of each other. There was one point where like Elia threw Dijak into the steel steps. And then at one point he like tries to like run into him, but instead Dijak moves out of the way. And so Elia just goes right in head first into the steel steps. That was really good actually. Uh, chops and then uh Ilya's uh, chopping Dijak. That was pretty fun, too. Uh, they kind of take their turns. Whenever the other one had the upper hand, he would sign the contract, and that's pretty much how that got done. I loved it. I loved the way that they formatted this entire thing. It was just two guys who legitimately wanted to kill each other, and whenever they had the chance, they signed the contract. What'd you think of this? Loved it. Loved, loved, loved. This is the way that I want contract signings to go moving forward. I really, really love this. I have been so invested in this ever since they, um, when I watched, uh, what was it? The like interrogation kind of videos, like torture interrogation oh, yeah. videos. Like those like Punisher vibes from Dijak. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. And Dijak looks like that 90s action act like film where there's like big house music techno playing as his theme song or something. But I really, really like this contract signing. I love that it was the main event. I love that they just can never be separated no matter what. Even in the beginning of the show when we saw them uh, going at it with each other, like this is the match that needs this kind of this is the feud that needs this kind of match with the last man standing this is so much bad blood uh and i'm just this is definitely one of the matches going into battle battleground that i am 1000 percent looking forward to and i definitely think my prediction is that this match will probably be the match of the night for battleground well, speaking of predictions, let's get right into them. Our NXT Battleground predictions. We got, uh, let me see, six matches. Let me just double check because I had put this before today's show. So, yeah, okay, still six matches. And here we go. Let's start. Uh, we got the first one. Let's start off with uh, Gallus versus the Creed Brothers for the NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, do you think the Creed Brothers will be walking out as champs? I don't know like I don't know where my prediction 
goes because I can see Gallus retaining, but I'd like to see the Creed brothers win. So I'm kind of 50-50 on the both of them. Uh, and I also agreed with the super chat from the before, like maybe Gigi and JC should have got this. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they should have got this spot. Uh, but I will say, going back to our review, the Gallus promo with the green lighting just reminded me of the filter from the saw movies <laughs> i hated it my eyes were killing me i couldn't even focus on anything that they were saying i was like oh yeah, i, I hated like, it oh. it's not easy on the eyes whatsoever um but i agree with uh youtube member tim weiniger and youtube member tiger claw gaming who say creeds all the way in fact i am going to be irritated beyond irritated if it's not the creed brothers alex because you know what Bless Gallus, bless their hearts, bless their, like my good friend Luke Owen used to say, bless their cotton socks. Um, <laughs> I am so bored of Gallus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so bored. Uh, I want to see the Creed Brothers, uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. Let's go. We need to liven, we need to liven things up here. We got a bunch of people saying, uh, you know, Creed's all the, oh wait, no, get, Scott George says Gallus boys. No, no, Scott, no. Uh, it's going to be the creeds. We're manifesting this right now, okay? We're manifesting it. I think the yes. creeds will win as well. I'm hoping that match does not have that ugly green lighting. No. Oh, God, I'm no. I'm hoping so. No, no, then I, no, I'm not watching that match. <laughs> it would be, I, I don't know what was going on with that green lighting. I even thought for a second that there was some sort of technical error or something. I'm like, was this done on purpose? And it was done on purpose, by the way. And then I thought maybe it's my Sling TV because it's a terrible app. I was thinking I, all sorts of things. I also use Sling too. So I thought it was my app and I thought Bless my computer you. was messed up. And I was about to DM you like, Denise, I think my computer's messed up. I don't think I can make it. Like, Is that I, not the worst fucking it, app ever? It's so bad. Thankfully, it's my brother's. So I don't have to pay for it. The come up, I pay for it. Up. <laughs> I pay for it. I don't even know why I pay for it. It wasn't like that bad in the beginning, and I kind of got used to it being really bad. But mm. lately, it's gotten worse like, so bad. Like, rewinding, fast forwarding, it's a freaking nightmare. Like, I will be watching the show live, right? Like, everything's great. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I want to re, I want to rewind 10, 30 seconds. I rewind, right? It mm. takes me back to the beginning of the show. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, because that really happened to me. me off. It really pisses me off, too, because when I was trying to watch uh, Dynamite last week, I was rewinding to something I don't remember, and it took me all the way back, and then I go went to the live, and then it's like jumping ahead in segments, and I felt like yes. I was like missing out on anything, and especially yes. with us when we have to like review it, you know, and watch it, and it's just like, I don't want to miss anything, and like, there was actually last week, I was watching it like normal. And then it cut the feed and it was like era encountered or something. So I had to refresh it, go back, watch it, keep up with it, see if I missed a segment. And then it crashed again. And I was like, oh, my. and I'm watching it live on Twitch, on my Twitch. 
And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening. And I'm trying to keep it together with the stream. I'm like, yeah, uh, I saw that. Don't worry. Uh, you know, it's the worst. Oh my worst. God. It's I could never worst. do that on Sling. A watch along with Sling. Oh God, no. And it, it, it's a really bad app. Like I need to find a better alternative because it's, it, here's YouTube, uh, Xenoever says YouTube TV over Sling. Uh, I, for, I, I don't remember and someone can correct me, but I had downloaded the YouTube TV app. But I think because I'm on the West Coast, I couldn't get the East Coast feed. So I think I now have to like VPN and I have VPN on my other computer, not on this computer. So I need to like switch it up and, uh, you know, figure that whole thing out because it is a flipping nightmare uh, to do that. Uh, Tim Weininger says he loves Hulu Plus. I can only fast forward if I watch it on my iPad. I tried on TV, but it doesn't work. Like I'm telling you, like the only reason I have Sling TV is because I know for a fact that I'm on the West Coast and I get the East Coast feed. So that's the only reason why I haven't switched and I've tolerated Sling TV as long as I possibly can. Um, okay. So um, continuing on here, uh, last man standing match, Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. Uh, prediction here, Alex, I, what's your pick? I think Ilya Dragunov might win this. I really like him. I fell in love with him when I watched his match uh, from NXT UK against Gunther. I, I think really, everybody did. Oh, God, I love him so much. And I want to see him win this so bad, especially at the end of this NXT when he was on top of the steel uh, steps. And he's just like, ah. He's like, going yeah. crazy. He's a madman. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I uh, want more of it. <laughs> like, I feel like Dijak has been taking so many losses in all of these big matches. And he hasn't necessarily had these wins to back up the uh, the prowess that he brings. But I'm sorry. I agree with you. I just love Ilya Dragunov so much more. More, and he's just just he's the best of the best for me so I'm definitely going with Ilya Dragunov on this one uh we got a triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship Wesley defending his championship against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy uh Wesley has been going strong as NXT North American Champion uh do you think the title changes hands or do they keep him going strong it's changing hands and but Joe Gacy who? is winning. Joe Gacy. Oh, Joe I, Gacy. I think it's a good switch up. I think it's a good mix. I like, I love him right now. I really do. I am a big fan of Joe because he wrestled a lot in the East Coast. And so I've been following him for a while. And so that might be a little biased, a little bit. But I really love his character. Let's keep on with the cult uh gimmick of it all uh and again i think it would be a good mix up and i would love to see him where he would take his character and the stable with the north american championship so with this one it's interesting that you said joe gacy because i think now let me rephrase this who i would want to win is tyler Bate. i would love to see tyler Bate win. he would be my pick for who i want to see However, who I think is actually going to win, I have a feeling it might be Joe Gacy. And the reason I say that is because I feel like this might give him something additional. You know, obviously being champion, I think will kind of highlight him in a different way. And I think that they kind of need that a little bit because right now Joe Gacy has sort of been, you know, doing all this stuff but hasn't actually had, you know, his moment in the sun. And I have a feeling they might want to give that to him. So I have a chance that it, I have a feeling it may be Joe Gacy. So uh, even though I wanted to be Tyler Bate, I'm going with Joe Gacy here because I do think that it is going to happen. Um, all right. Uh, Noam Dar defending his, uh, his NXT Heritage Cup against Dragon Lee. Uh, predictions on this one, Alex. 
Dragon Lee. Give me Dragon Lee. I want him to win so bad. I love that we're going to get the, uh, you know, obviously we're going to get the British round rules. So I'm really excited to see how they go toe-in-toe with this. But Dragon Lee, I really want him to win. Same. Dragon Lee all the way. And we have our tournament final for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. Uh, and we got Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyra. Uh, we pretty much already said at the top of this, it's we're hoping for Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, Stratton supremacy, baby. I can't wait. Pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> and then our for the NXT Championship, we have Carmelo Hayes defending his title against Braun Breaker. Uh, is there any chance, do you see at all Braun Breaker taking back this title? No. I think it's Carmelo Hayes' era right now. He's doing so well. He's like absolutely deserving of having a long title reign. Uh, in NXT, and I think Carmelo Hayes is definitely going to retain. But I will say, since we are together, I am waiting for the day that Braun Breaker comes out in that chainmail headpiece. And I know you have one, and I have one as well. So there has to be a. I tossed mine out. Mine gave me a headache. No! I tossed it out. It gave me a headache, and then I got so sweaty because I also had like all the stuff underneath it and it would I remember that I think it was that day when I was doing the post show I did my post show in my costume and I'm sweating uh -huh. bullets right in that outfit I had to keep scratching my forehead and I'm like oh I hate how I feel right now so I was like I took it all off and I was like throwing it in the trash I don't keep any of my costumes by the way I toss them all like all my wigs I'll buy them use them uh -huh. once toss them um, my, my fake muscles I wore them like three times toss them uh i don't keep my costumes at all uh it's just oh actually you know what the one thing i do have for some reason is i still have the coat that i use for the sammy Zayn costume that i did i don't know why i still have that i'm probably gonna toss it soon too no you but, have to use it for nxt pre-show <laughs> imagine imagine um and did i say my pick for this by the way did i say carmelo hayes i don't remember if i actually chose but carmelo hayes is my pick uh for go. the predictions so just in case that was i didn't remember if i actually said anything um okay so that was nxt actually uh alex uh and everybody watching i want to thank you guys so so much for tuning in alex please let the people know um where they can find you and i believe you uh yeah i think the next time we'll see you on here is for a collision right collision next week aw review oh thank you thank you i was like i know i have yep next week you'll be here with me for the uh aw dynamite review and then afterwards i'll see you again for collision but let the people yes. know where they can find you and support you and all that good stuff well, you can find me on Twitter, Queen of the Ring. Uh, of course, I will be on Twitch tomorrow night watching AEW. So that'll be twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring if you want to join me there. Also, Joshi Wrestling is going strong. Last night, we just had the Hanukkah tribute uh, show. So if you want to learn more about Joshi, definitely head over to Church of Joshi on Twitter and Instagram. And this Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to have another episode. Uh, so that'll be twitch.tv slash Church of Joshi. And that's about it. 
Awesome. I have the link in the description box below so you guys can go ahead and follow Alex. You guys know where to find me at underscore Denise Salcedo. And I will be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite Conversation. It'll be the go home show at two double or nothing. Additionally, I will also be here on Thursday with Phil Lindsay of Grapsity. And we will be doing AEW double or nothing predictions as well as Night of Champions predictions. So it's going to be a hell of a time. Those prediction streams are always so much fun and then of course uh double or nothing coverage coming here to the channel if you guys haven't subscribed make sure you're subscribed we have officially surpassed 110 thousand subscribers seriously i can't even believe it One hundred and ten thousand subscribers here on the channel so make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already thank you guys so much and i will see you guys back here tomorrow night for aew dynamite